You're listening to SaaS Acquisition Stories, a podcast featuring the stories from both startup founders and buyers who have successfully gone through an acquisition process using Microacquire, the number one startup acquisition marketplace in the world. To date, Microacquire has helped hundreds of startups get acquired and has facilitated hundreds of millions in closed deal volume. Here's your host, Andrew Gazdecki. All right, I am super excited to have Kieran, the founder of Simple Kits, here with me today, who recently got microacquired. Uh, Kieran, thanks for uh, joining the podcast with me. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be here. So, before uh, we dive into stuff, um, for those that are listening, do you want to maybe give an overview of what uh, Simple Kits uh, does? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Simple Kits is essentially a um, design system UI kit. Um, they're quite popular at the moment. So the unique selling point of Simple Kits was essentially to just be as simple as possible. Um, we can dive a little bit more into the the issues with simple uh, with design systems as we go on. But uh, essentially, I like to think of it as the the Lego blocks of UI kits for design systems. Very nice. And so you listed on Microquire, and I assume you had um, quite a few buyers reach out. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I think I was getting, I actually listed it twice. I think I, I listed it, took it off because I was a bit um, disheartened. Um, and I listed it again. Um, I had a lot of people interested. I think there was some confusion. Maybe it was on my behalf as to what it was. A lot of people were asking me. And when I was like, oh, it's, you know, a design system uh, file that you sell, you know, to typically designers or indie makers, um, they would kind of maybe lose interest uh, most of the time. Um, so I got, yeah, I got a lot of people messaging me, asking me loads of questions and it turns out, um, I think I had it listed for four months or something, um, and was just passively getting messages. Nice. And how did you, um, end up finding the, the buyer that eventually, um, acquired the business? Yeah. So he actually messaged me on microacquire. And I didn't notice that I had a message from him. Um, so he emailed me because he was quite eager to learn more about it. Um, so he dropped me an email saying, hey, messaged you on a microacquire. Um, haven't heard anything back. So I wanted to you know, sort of get in touch via email. Um, interested, tell me more sort of thing. Nice. And so at that point, I assume um, you start negotiating, um, you know, how this acquisition is going to work out. Um, what what's some of the learnings that um, you gained going through this acquisition process on Microquire? Yeah, I think the main thing for me was transparency, both from my end and the other person's end. Um, you want that sort of gut feeling, right, that they're not trying to hide anything they're not gonna especially as a seller my my concern was you know they get all the products uh, all the information you know the documents the logins and all that and then just sort of disappear or or don't send the money or whatever it is um this guy was really upfront with me um you know the, the exchange was actually very quick he just asked me you know what's the revenue have you got proof of it proof of sales um what does it include like what are you selling does it include socials and we actually went from introduction to sale i think been 48 hours um, oh wow which was nice and quick yeah nice did you guys use um like an escrow service or anything like anything no he uh paid me through transfer wise so he actually um was probably one of the most trusting buyers um he actually 
it was just before I think it was New Year's Eve or the day before New Year's Eve um, that we sort of started talking. And he said, well, look, I'm going to, I'm going away for New Year's. I'm going to send you the money now. And you just send me it when you wake up. Cause this was like one in the morning for me. Um, and it was midday for him, wherever he was located. Um, so he sent me the money actually and said, just send me all the details and I'll get, get it sorted when I get back. Um, nice. So that was pretty so, nice really. So, so one thing I got to recommend is um, for, for, um most deals we highly recommend um an escrow service because it protects um you and the buyer as specifically the buyer so you know using an escrow service you would basically put the money in a you know third party third party's hands and then you would transfer the assets and then you get um but i'm glad it all worked out um but I just wanted to add that tidbit for others listening is always use an escrow system because um, you never know what could happen. I mean, the buyer, if you weren't such a good person, you could have just walked with the money, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have been burned. I mean, I'm sure there's ways I'm not I'm not sort of against it. I'm sure there's ways he could have maybe got his money back or whatever. But I think what made me kind of not worry too much is it wasn't a huge amount of money, right? Like money is money. Um, so the higher you get, the more risk you have, right? Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I am too trusting. Maybe yeah. Use an escrow might be, might be a good good idea for next time. Yeah. I, well, I'm glad you found a buyer that um, you know you trusted enough to to do an acquisition like that. Um, I guess um, you know for other founders that might be looking to you know sell their company on Microcore, what? What are like three pieces of advice you would give them? Um, that's a good question. I think the main one's one that I just said, which would be transparency. Just, you know, there's no point hiding any information. It's just going to waste you and there's yours and there's time. You know, there's no point pretending that you've made more or sold more or done more with something. I mean, if they're going to buy it, they're going to get all the information anyway, right? Um, I think that'd be my top one. I think the second one as well would be, for me, it was important to sell it to someone. It was, you know, my sort of passion project for about a year or so. So for me, it was important to sell it to someone who kind of understood um, what it was and where they wanted to take it. Uh, because this this one was actually quite uh, tied quite tightly to me and my socials. So I don't want them to, you know, start spamming all my previous buyers or spamming the social and I start getting a bad name sort of thing. So I would, yeah. you, you know, you can't really protect against that too much, but he, he yeah. showed good intent, I guess. Um, and third, I mean, I think it's just a case of uh, just knowing your value, right? Like valuing your product nicely, coming to a, a price that you both agree on or both are happy on um, comes a lot quicker when you know what it's worth. Nice. Um, and then I guess, uh, so you, you, been successfully acquired um i have to assume you're working on something new um have you have you started a new project it's just something nice. i every interview it's like you know you, you think you get acquired and you go and take a break but it's usually the opposite you go right into another project what are you working on uh now oh so many things <laughs> um so i think my biggest one is a keeping it in a design system sort of area is a, a tool called heed and the idea is um you post 
your typically landing page, but any any website page will do. Um, and it's a community driven feedback tool, right? So you know, there's incentives for others to leave feedback on your on your designs. Um, and those incentives, you know, hopefully help them get jobs or get contracts, whatever it is, whilst also helping the individuals uh, improve their designs. That was something I sort of found quite popular on Indie Hackers and my initial MVP proved quite, quite, quite uh, done quite well. Um, so I've actually partnered up. I've decided I need a developer to help me build this one. Um, I've got another couple little things like um, Law of 100. I'm working with Cuvio. Uh, a sort of design development agency to uh, build, uh, which should be launching Monday. Actually, it's a free tool. It's just a free habit tool um, nice. for the web. And yeah, there's so many. <laughs> there's another one I'm working with, another developer friend of mine, which is um, he had he had one. It was developer challenges help you improve your front end development skills. Um, and he was saying it would be great if there was a design version of that. And there are design challenges out there, but this has kind of a unique spin. So I've been designing that recently and sharing some designs on my social and he's just started building it and he's very quick. So hopefully that'll be live soon as well. Um, they're the three top ones. I mean, there's always loads of little ones in the back of my mind as well uh, that are half finished. Um, that's the sort of pain as a designer is it's quick to design, hard to build, right? Nice. So I guess... Um... I mean, this is this has been awesome, and uh, congrats again on the successful acquisition. I love hearing these stories of you know you have a project that maybe you know you're no longer interested in, or you've started working on another project, and you're able to sell it to someone who could you know breathe new life into it and potentially grow it beyond you know where you were um, interested in growing it yourself. So. Um, huge congrats on that. Um, I guess my final questions would be um, uh, just kind of like rapid fire. Um, you know, for those looking to, you know, build a product to be successfully acquired, uh, do you have like a sales or marketing or product book that you would, you know, recommend all entrepreneurs read? Oh, um, I think for me, there's one that I've re uh, read recently, which was um the one thing or something um i can't remember exactly what it's called i'm pretty sure it's called the one thing as a sort of an individual who has all these product ideas i typically feel very stretched um you know stretched thin and i'm always asking myself if i should you know double down on one thing and make one thing great rather than a lot of little things um and this book basically talks to that you know focusing on one thing at a time one goal at a time that sort of thing um, that's the one I've probably learned the most from recently. Nice. And then my next question would be for those looking to, um, you know, get acquired. So now they, they have a product, they built it. I totally agree with focusing on one thing rather than, I always say you want to be great at one thing rather than good at a bunch of other things. Um, is there, is there any like resources or blogs or podcasts that you checked out, um, to learn about like the acquisition process that you'd recommend? Um, not, not necessarily the acquisition pro process. I think listening to the micro acquire podcast, um, and people on the other end, uh, it's interesting to see what they sort of look for. Um, so it's good to learn from what they're looking for into how you can sell your, your product. Um, it was also just a lot of research, you know, um, research into products that are listed and ones that catch your attention. 
uh, other sites. I remember a long time ago there used to be a site called Flipper or something, which which was a bit weird, but it was just a, another resource for, I guess, selling websites or something. I don't know what it was. It wasn't wasn't amazing. <laughs> um, I think to sum it up, the best advice would just be to sort of look for inspiration in similar places, right? I love that. Yeah, I mean inspiration i mean can come from anywhere like twitter indie hackers um Mm -hmm. podcasts like this which i i greatly appreciate you joining um and then uh my final question is just uh who's your favorite entrepreneur if you have one or it could be a startup favorite entrepreneur uh, or startup i don't know uh i think peter uh levels i think is how you say his second name um i think that's kind of a common one a lot he's very well known um, yeah. for just getting stuff done uh, quick and dirty um an up and coming one would be uh, jim raptis on twitter he's a designer who builds so he's quite inspirational to me um he builds stuff really quickly at very high quality um yeah probably those two uh i don't think there's anyone else <laughs> well there are but not yeah come to mind no, those are great answers. I, I I know both those names and um yeah, both stellar entrepreneurs. Um, if anyone wants to you know reach out to you and um just ask you questions about what you're currently working on or your acquisition process, um, what's the best way to to get a hold of you? Yeah, it's probably just on Twitter to be honest. Um, my handle is uh, kprkr underscore i'll put i'll put that in the show yeah notes so you can yeah, just it's click. not the easiest to, to say <laughs> yeah My, mine's a gazdecki which is also not good luck yeah. <laughs> trying to spell that yeah twitter twi- is probably the best way second way would be my email which is just through my website um which is the, which is on my twitter as well so awesome well karen thanks so much for uh joining me on this podcast congrats again on uh getting micro required i'm i'm rooting for you man so yeah, um, hope to keep in touch and uh, thanks for your time. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of the SaaS Acquisition Stories podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, make sure to like and follow on your preferred channel. And if you know a friend or colleague that would benefit from hearing this conversation, please share it with them. For more information on MicroAcquire and how we can help you start conversations that lead to an acquisition in just 30 days, check us out at microacquire.com. We'll see you next time.